Welcome to Discover Energy Work. Today I'm with Kate White, and Kate is a craniosacral, biodynamic craniosacral therapist who's working with the very special development of the embryo and the embryo of what embryo of humans. And mm -hmm. it's incredible. I'm fascinated to, to hear what everything that happens in this, this incredible process. Good morning, Kate. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for asking me on your podcast, Richard. Well, I'm very excited. Yeah, it was kind of funny because I, I met you. Um, You're posting a, an ad on Anatomy Training, which is a group I run in, in Facebook. And the, the advertisement just, it really resonated with me because um, I think we often forget that so much of our development, our physical development, you might say like 80% of our physical development happens in the womb. Um, I, I don't know if it's 80, I'm just making that number up. Do you have a percentage of how much of our development actually happens inside the womb? I'd say it's all there, except for some of the nervous system development and organ development continues a little bit once we get outside the womb. But uh, we, a lot of our, a lot of our neuroanatomy and all our physiology are there. Uh, but we do, we do continue to add neurons as we grow. But I think it's mostly there. I don't, I can't remember. I don't have an exact percentage. Right. I mean, I, I, I think if you, you know, if we think we're starting with a single cell, and then we've got a whole body by the time we come out. And yes, okay, we can't walk and talk and everything else. But I mean, like. That's, that's pretty massive, isn't it? But yes. you know what I'm really interested in? It's I'm interested in your story and how you got there. How do you introduce yourself? Well, that's a really good question, actually. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I, mean, I, I work with uh, pre and perinatal somatic therapy. I, I work with our earliest experiences, how we come into form as a spirit, spirit into matter. And then, you know, our earliest experiences as babies and how we come into relationship with our parents and then um, we grow. So I specialize in implicit somatic memory, repair, recovery, restoration. It's like, starting preconception up to about 18 months two years of life right okay well we i mean i could i i feel like i want to talk about those things um okay but i feel like we need to first kind of understand your journey so that people could in a way understand what you're all about because like you don't choose something like this you don't go to university and your major is uh, systemic no. repair of uh, implicit memory um, <laughs> in the embryonic phase. It's like it's like nobody does that, yeah. So, so uh, what happened? I mean, some you, you must have been. I think you started as a body worker, was it? Yes, I. Well, I started out as a massage therapist, and and that was many years ago. But I specialized in helping care for pregnant women and their babies, and. I had been an international health worker and traveled around the world before I became a massage therapist, helping with um, well baby care, maternity, obstetrics, um, helping improve clinical practice, especially in Africa. 
And then I, I came back to the U.S. and wanted to continue, and it was either massage therapy school or become a doctor. And I chose massage therapy, and I be and I just went deeper and deeper into body work. And in 1999, I had just graduated from my biodynamic craniosacral training, which is a, a bit, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I mean, you really have to be very still in your body, listen very deeply to your own rhythms, your mm. own fluid rhythms. And these rhythms are deeply connected to how we develop in utero. Mm. And it's an, it's an based on osteopathy, and it's also a deeply spiritual practice, at least that's how it was taught and mm. how people understood it. Uh, mm. Because the, our formative, the, our, the forces that help form us are, um, the, the old osteopaths called them the breath of life. So well, this is going back to Sutherland, isn't it? He, he developed yes, the, the craniosacral therapy. And he, what I understand was when he first felt the craniosacral rhythm, he thought it was God entering the body or, or you know, the, the universal yes. life force entering the body. He was so um, impressed and in awe of this thing that he's like, wow, this is, this is amazing. So yes, yes, I think, you know, um, if you're going back to Andrew Taylor Still and, and Sutherland, yes. then these are really, well, apparently, um, speaking to a friend who was um, uh, one of the, um, on the board of, board of directors, I'm not sure if that's right, in the Osteopathic Association in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. and she said, oh, you know, Sutherland was into angels and, and you know, God um, very much um, and all that's been taken out and it's all very technical now but actually you know he was um, a deeply spiritual person uh, and then yes. Sutherland brought in this um, whole aspect of the craniosacral rhythm which is which is amazing and now that's been yes. developed and it's now you can say it's its own branch of body work yes hmm. yes well, wow. in, so in it our really country, moved you. I mean, it changed you as a person. Yes, I didn't anticipate that. I mean, I, I was just following one of my teachers who went to study with Franklin Sills in England. And hmm. he said, just study this. I'm, I'm teaching this now. And I'm like, oh, okay. And um, one of the things we're taught in that is just the impact of birth, especially on the cranium. Hmm. And, and so you're, you're taught how to you know, how to help a person who's had an overwhelming birth. It was, it was part of our training. I mean, there are 10 modules. It was one module. And, and so I, you know, I had developed the whole clinical intake. And one of my questions was, well, do you, what do you know about your birth? Mm. And I had just graduated and I just had my first baby, actually. This was in 1999. And Right. I had a woman that was referred to me by her psychotherapist for, for body work and she filled out my, uh, my intake form. And then she said, she came back, you know, her second visit and said, you know, that question that you asked about my birth, you know, I, I think my birth is the reason why I have lifelong depression and I, I want to heal it and I want to heal it with you. And this was, uh, you know, 20 years ago. 21 years ago now and 
I said, sure, you know, I, I didn't know much about that. I knew I'd been trained to recognize birth patterns. Uh, so, but her story was really unique. And she, she was in her 50s at the time. So I guessing she'd be in her 80s now, maybe. And, uh, and so she, her story was that she was a big breech baby in the 30s. And when she, uh, mother, her mother went into labor. Bre breech means that, that her, the head wasn't pointing down, but it was actually pointing that's right. up. Yeah, yeah half the baby is still in the uterus. Yes, I mean it's a it's a rare it's a rare birth position. It's only mm. three or four three percent of us in the United States are breech, and we have fairly high breech percentages. Most countries don't have as high. We have a tendency towards multiples in this country, and many many places do have multiples too. But mm. for some reason, we have a fairly high breech rate and. Well, anyway, we don't even have, give mothers a chance to have breech babies now. They're, they're C-section. Breech baby, breech position is a very, it's a dangerous way to be born, very painful way to be born. And right. many women lose their babies in yes. the breech. Yes. Um, so she was a breech and her mother started to hemorrhage while she was giving birth to her. And right. And the word went out to the to the waiting room that mother and baby were going to die. So this is a story she told me. You know, she was there in the flesh, doing quite well, but lifelong depression associated, in her opinion, with this experience. So right, and and that was like, I mean, just to clarify for people, depression isn't feeling sad. It's it's being feeling exhausted, feeling like just mm -hmm. unable to do things, and and feeling like you just don't have enough energy. Well, some despair and hopelessness. Mm. And so she, um, so her father in the waiting room got down on his knees and began to pray. Mm. And a nun appeared beside him and prayed with him. And she, my client, the baby, turned herself around in utero and was born head first and saved her mother's life, saved her life. She. Mm. She stopped the bleeding and she was born. And she said to me, okay, I want to heal this. So I'm like, okay. Um, wow. I, put, I, was, I held her in the craniosacral therapy. I didn't know that people could do this kind of thing. You know, really, I, I, I suspected that there was residue, but I just followed what I was taught. And yeah. while I was holding her, she did a lot of processing about how her feet were in her way or her feet were a problem and I just held her in the craniosacral which is a, a deep healing I mean you can you can really make a difference in someone's mm. life with the cranial mm. work mm. allowing the health in someone's body to ignite and rise and manifest mm. so I I be, started having panic attacks while I was holding her oh wow and I'm like what is this this is, this is, this is, I don't understand this at all. So I called up the only person I knew who knew anything about it. And his name was William Emerson. And he is a pioneer in birth psychology. Mm. I had just met him at a conference and he said, well, why is this happening? And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I mm. thought you could tell me. And, and so he began to ask me questions about my own birth. 
And it turns out that I was also a breech baby. Wow. And I also had a near-death experience at birth. And her birth experience was igniting the memory of my birth experience. Right. And that that got me so curious. Like, mm. what? How could that happen? What is mm. that? Mm. And so I became very passionate. And now 21 years later, you know, I'm I have met I've created an awful lot of programs and teaching people and mm. I'm deeply have studied with so many people trying to really just absorb and and be with this material i love it so much it um, sounds i mean i'm just i think it's fascinating i'm going to i, I sort of want to say if that's the correct if there's no misunderstanding i'm not i don't want to let you off the hook so easily oh <laughs> because um the the experience of then going back and healing your own birth what was that like what, because you must have... oh it was it was terrifying at right. first right and you know that that was back in the day when they, they were still trying to figure out how to do it and many many people pioneers in the field would use regression therapies and so holotropic breath work was one of those and that's mm -hmm. Stan Groff mm -hmm. and then Barbara Findyson and a few others I mean they Frank Lake, William Emerson, these are all pioneers, mm. Mm. developed a, a fairly intense form of regression therapy. And I ended up studying with William and then one of his students, Carlton Terry. And that was back when we thought catharsis was a good idea. Right. Um, and it, it still is for some people, but there's much more subtle tools now that we have. And Anyway, so I just engaged in trying to understand my experience, and and it was terrifying to to you know be born and remember remember those those imprints for me yeah. Um, yeah. as a breech baby. I, I I've suffered a lot in the breech delivery, but after being born a lot and uh, really understanding my own experience. I have integrated that and now I've I got to go in into the good stuff the deeper levels of right understanding our true essence and who we really are oh, as wow. as humans and it it has I'm just now really beginning to flower I think with all that I know it's taken me 20 years 21 right. years <laughs> well but, um, nobody's counting <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am because I'm right. like, I don't want people to take 21 years to get to the beauty of us underneath all that, you know? Totally. I mean, Kate, <laughs> let me ask you, like, so you went through, you went back into, um, into the breach, as it were, you know, it's mm -hmm. almost, you know, into the breach <laughs> once a... more, dear friends, yeah, isn't it? Oh, wow. Famous, that famous sounds line really from good. the poem. <laughs> you, you you went back into the this this traumatic um, situation, and I'm imagining uh, if we're thinking about the different, you know, there's uh, Freud's model of how the energy develops, and then there's Erickson's psychosocial model. That a basic, uh, we, it, they kind of start at birth, but you know, once we're out of the body, but in theory our human development does begin before that. Did you find yeah. that you, you kind of like you were coming apart as this process was going on or did you, 
did you just no. feel you felt okay? Well, I mean, at first, like I said, it was frightening. And I don't think they really knew how to really gently bring someone into their experience until mm. much later. I, re I met other teachers whom I thought did a much better job. One of them was Ray Castellino. And it's not like they did a better job. They had developed better tools and that's the way of it. You know, right. when we have something, people grow because of the pioneers standing on their shoulders. Ray was an, is a remarkable practitioner. And, mm. and then I met Anna Chitty and John Chitty. John was my primary um, mentor for many years and there's a craniosacral polarity teacher who loved mm. babies but so i began to really study working with babies and mm. after holding people for years and wanting to help them you want to prevent get into prevention so i and i've always loved mothers and babies that was my passion so i began to work to to help babies and but did i come apart no but no. I, I can tell you that it was quite difficult and then once I got to the prenatal stage, when we're in utero, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Mm. This is incredible. And I've gotten into the very minutia of who we are and how we f make our bodies and, and what that's like. And, uh, and it's so amazing. Mm. It's empowering. And you can find the deep beauty of who we are by studying embryology and understanding mm. how we make our bodies and um and well, the mystery i mean magic. as you're just talking about it you're lighting up i mean it's beautiful mm. there's a there's a there's a, a big growing gentleness that that just like appears when you start talking about it it's really nice yes and did you find so do you find like since you've gone through this process yourself that you've changed as a person Oh yeah, I mean, I've gotten much happier and I've gotten just falling in love with my, with the work of it and, and mm. babies helping mothers and babies. And I, I've, I think I've just got, just gotten more expansive and, and happier. I don't suffer so much and I don't like, I used to suffer a lot more and um, just internally, you know, my own perception of myself. Mm. And I, I still, you know, can fall into that, but my work, my love for the work has grown so much that it, it sort of bleeds me now. And, and the, you're right. It is a, an incredible thing to think that we make our bodies, uh, almost all of the, in, in utero. And we do that in relationship with our mother, but we do it also in relationship with our true essence and um, a lot of wonderful, mysterious, uh, original, you know, instructions of how we manifest and make our bodies. And mm. all our neurons are made, you know, before we're born. And then as we grow, we can make new ones. But we have like billions of neurons in our, in our brain mm. before, before they start to completely synapse and create neural networks. And we do everything in utero that we do outside the womb, except for we don't breathe air through our lungs, but we practice breathing and eating and moving. And, and then as babies and, and as in, in utero or preborn, preborn babies, 
we're very spiritual beings and, so and ba babies babies are too yeah sure um there's this um you know the you know the uh, philtrum like where the nose goes down to the lip they, mm -hmm. they say that that we actually got that because somebody presses a finger on our on our lips to say don't remember don't don't remember anything of from before you're born yeah but actually some people have come through and they've had full memories of that whole process um which is kind of like amazing and it's difficult for us to comprehend in all honesty because we don't have that experience but i i'd kind of like to ask you um if you've had any stories of people that have come to you um with mm -hmm. other problems or the most amazing stories and transformations in in is it 20 20 years of 21 years oh yes oh yes i mean i have many stories like what what kind of story yeah, do you well what hear? I do, your best the one you say for a <laughs> sunday evening i put on my uh, clothes and, <laughs> and oh, okay well i can tell you a few i mean i i I was working with one this afternoon. I do a lot of, I have teaching stories now. I'm a teacher. Yeah. And I like, I like to tell this story because I just think it illustrates the best of working with adults. Now I have mm. a lot of stories of working with babies and mothers too, mm. but this story I like to tell, I think it's one of the best of, I, I have several really dramatic ones and, but this one I think is subtle, but deep and very beautiful. Mm. So there was a man that came to see me. He heard about me and he, he lived pretty far away. He was a visiting scholar. So he was studying at a university about an hour and a half from me mm. and heard about somatic experiencing. So that's my area of specialty, which is somatic experiencing combined with the craniosacral therapy and pre and perinatal healing. Uh, it's a kind of a felt sense sort of trauma healing therapy and mm. now over 10,000 people around the world are trained in that well he had heard about it and he wanted to come and try it out mm. so he would drive once a week or once every other week to see me and he was the most beautiful man he was a minister very peaceful gentle man mm. young and he just had his second baby mm. and his his second baby was born, you know, with a congenital defect and cried a lot. Mm. And, and he would, he said that he would get enraged when she would cry. And he felt really ashamed of that and wanted to heal it because he was a minister and really a very peaceful, mm. peaceful man. Mm. So he came and we, what we did was that man, first, the first thing I like to, I have, ways I, t I can show people the layers of experience of someone because mm. that's really key you have to understand that we develop in layers and starting with conception i usually get the story now i start preconception but mm. so with this man his story was that his father was a prisoner of war during the wars in europe as a boy he was mm. sort of shipped from from POW camp to POW camp and mm. was very traumatized. So the way he, he handled his stress was he drank a lot mm. and he was an alcoholic. So his mother 
um, the way that she would appease him because he would get drunk and rage is that she would have sex with him. And that's how a lot of the children in his family were conceived. Mm. And they weren't very wealthy. They, and his father was an alcoholic. And then the brother that was before him died when he was young, when he was a baby. Mm. So those are layers of experience. So just begin to track. So this is the culture of the family. This is what happened before he got there. He had mm. two older sisters, a brother who died, and then he was conceived. Mm. And often when mothers are, they lose a baby, they're very, very anxious. Mm. Uh, or they, they don't connect with the baby. Mm. And it's just very difficult because of the pain of losing a baby. It's the worst pain on the planet. Mm. So this happened before him. So when he was born, his mother told him, you know, you are a gift from God, really. And, uh, but then he got very ill and was hospitalized as a baby. And so that's another layer. So hmm. that's hard when you're a baby. And back then, you know, often this man, I think, was in his early 30s when he came to see me. Hmm. Um, they, they separated mothers and babies. And, and that's very hard. And then he wasn't touched for a period of time. And so mm. he had these amazing challenges before mm. he was two years old. Yeah. And so when he came to see me, he was saying, I, I just start to rage when my little girl cries. Mm. So when we're working with a parent that has that, we get their history and we try and understand what his adaptation to his life was. Often when a child enters into the life of a parent. What triggers the parent is something that they have that is not healed. Hmm. So it's quite likely that he had a, a fearful part of him that was connected to his own life experience. And so we unpacked that. And we did a lot of work with a part of him that was very frightened of his father and a part of him that had taken his father in and a part of him that was still a babe that had a baby part that still needed to be integrated, mm. which we did. We did all that. Mm. And then toward the end of his time with me, I asked him if he would be willing to connect with who he was before he came into form. So mm. preconception. Mm. And he said, okay. And he sat very quietly on my couch and he said, I feel like I am a golden ball of light being held by a benevolent being. Mm. And this is a minister. So he had a quite um, a good, a good, uh, a good sense of spiritual life mm. and had really created a whole new life for himself in religious uh, community, um, mm. which he was a young leader in that community. And it gave him like a lot of comfort to remember who he was before mm. he came into form. So then I asked him if he'd be willing just to float over where he was conceived and and consider what drew him into form. What right. what drew him in? And he said, Oh, I, I don't want to. It's too scary. I mean his early life was really frightening. Hmm. So I said, okay, I put him on the table. I'm a body worker and I did the craniosacral therapy. It was very hmm. quiet. It was in the evening. My little room where I work just glowed up with a nice warm light. It, it's a beautiful place to work. 
the sun was down by the time we almost completed and so i asked him again while he was on the table if he'd be willing to just float over where he was conceived and mm. sense what drew him into form and so he said he would so he said i, I i'm floating over my home looking down and i see such beauty the land is so beautiful and he mm. said I see open spaces and fresh air and I feel a sense of opportunity. And then I say, yes, and I jump. And he, so he jumped down into his you know, form, into his cell, one cell mm. of his, of the, of the, you know, the, the ovum and the, and the sperm together. There he was. And uh, I asked him, you know, if he could look around in his life now, is there a way that that pattern still is here of what drew him into form? And he thought about it and he said, yes, like right now here in Virginia with you, Kate, here in this beautiful land, I see a lot of beautiful nature, open spaces, fresh air, opportunity. And I feel that, yes. Wow. When he got, yeah. When he got up off the table, I sat with him. And I said to him, you know, because you are someone who studies spiritual life, that wasn't it Jesus who said the kingdom of heaven is here on earth. Mm. And he looked at me and he said, Kate, I feel such peace in my heart. Mm. And I feel such forgiveness for my parents. And that was the last time I saw him. Mm. Uh, so... I feel like that's the kind of thing that's possible in the, in the realm of the work that I do for people to connect to who they really are, to connect to their spiritual essence, to find their purpose on earth, to heal these early frightening places that happen for us as babies and children. Mm -hmm. uh, and they happen sometimes even before we can remember, but our body remembers. Mm -hmm. And so my work has become about studying our somatic patterns, how we develop mm. and what are the forces that support us. And, and it's, been, it's, been, it's been wonderful. And I, I recommend anybody to begin to begin to see because once you, once you see the world through the eyes of the baby, there's no going back. It's a whole different, it's a whole different view. I think we all have. I think it's like once you've gone back and seen the eyes, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we've all, we've all been babies, but like we, we, I think, you know, there's a loss of innocence, isn't there? That we go through and sort of hardening. Yeah. Um, That's right. Yeah. But you seem like a, you seem like a, I was going to say that almost like um, a reverse midwife. <laughs> You're getting us back. Is we're, we're, we're trying to go out of the womb and you'll say, no, you're going back. You've got to go back in there. There's some things you didn't do properly or then <laughs> your fault, but this needs to be cleared because you've got this amazing potential that's caught up in some things, which is it's a lovely, uh, for me, that's a lovely image, like a, a reverse midwife. That's true. But you don't go back in, you sort of stay present. And you integrate these parts, you integrate 
your experiences. They right. get illuminated. Right. And then, I, and I, I can imagine like the, I, the thought of going back in would be scary for some people, like going back into a hole. So you're saying that you, you guide people in a safe space mm -hmm. and you accompany them the whole time and help them. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you can, you can integrate the experiences if they haven't been seen or felt or heard. And that's what babies do, you know, when they come out. They, they try and tell you about their experience and many people don't know how to hear it. Hmm. But I, I, I do, I've been trained and it's been a long journey to learn. And now I'm wanting to train people, but. Right, that's what you're doing. I mean, that, that's what uh, attracted me. Uh, first of all was, uh, I'm sitting on my uh, group as the moderator, you know, sitting by mm -hmm. Facebook, waiting for somebody to post something, which is not true. <laughs> so busy doing other things but I saw your post and it was like I'm quite strict because the people post uh, you know all kinds of things on there and I just go well look if it's an anatomy training group I don't want to hear there's a somebody's dancing or doing an exercise you must include the anatomy and I can't remember if you did but I would uh, maybe I broke my own rule, but I was just so enamored by your post and the whole concept that people tend to think the anatomy starts now, but it doesn't. It starts way, way, way back. And of course, mm -hmm. our, our mind and our spirit is so connected and mm -hmm. that goes way, way, way back. And so if you're doing uh, this kind of work, it, and especially when there's been uh, trauma, I mean, it's just wonderful. And to train more people, but so you train them on on somatic therapy, somatic experiencing. Um, well, I have my own bodywork sequence I teach called somatic wholeness. I teach frontline birth workers also an integrated kind of midwifery model that includes mm -hmm. the babies, the baby's experience. I teach with the midwife. But the, the, wor the workshop that you saw is a, one that I'm promoting. It's the work of Jaap van der Waal, who's a, I think he's Dutch, he's from the Netherlands. And he teaches a combination of um, anthroposophy, which is uh, the Waldorf approach to understanding um, yes. our development. Yes. And Andrew Still and Randolph Stone, who is an amazing uh, polarity pioneer and just amazing therapist, a mm. magical person, really. Mm. And so he teaches how we are a polarity, like we are magical. We come into being because of these opposites, the egg and the sperm, they're just opposites. Mm. And he, sh but their polarity is not like opposite. They're, they have a relationship and together they create a third, which is us. And he says, our soul, our body comes from our soul. We make our body. Mm. And, and he's the one, he's an anatomist, he's a medical anatomist. And that is all he teaches. He teaches anatomy. He teaches the spiritual anatomy mm. of the embryo and how we develop and the amazing journey of us as we come in. And that's that, that place of the egg and sperm and starting there with our, our development and how we, we are whole and then we fall into parts 
that become us, our, mm-hmm. our, our, our organs, our skin, our face, our hands, and all our, I mean, it's just the most breathtaking thing for me. Uh, so I'm wanting people to, to take his course. He's offering it online for the first time. Oh, so of course I'm, you're publicizing his course, and I was just so excited about you. Um, and <laughs> that's so funny. Um, but the, well, that's good. I mean, well, I can, I'm happy to help with that. That sounds wonderful. And I can just, like, you know, I'm a body worker myself, and I, mm-hmm. I can confirm, because I, I learned with a Tai Chi master, Wu Wei master in, in China many years, and then, and then I studied with him in Germany and so on. And really that idea of the polarities being one, mm-hmm. that is Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. The polarities are the polarities are polarities, but they are one. That that's yes. the definition of Tai Chi. Not not the shadow boxing, that's Tai Chi Chuan. But this concept is Tai Chi. But what I noticed was, um, at least in myself, was there was this um inner resistance to really living that and then I started like a few years ago like just going well what happens if I work the energy first and then work the body and I found that if you work the energy first the structures follow the energy it's not the other way around if you don't change the energy, you can do you're actually um you're whistling in the wind as it were like there's there's (laughs) nothing it's going to have no effect. You're not going to be noticed. If you change the energetic structures, the body will actually often it just heals itself. You don't need to do anything. Yeah. And if you've got the knowledge, you can speed up the process. But it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And now with lockdown, well, there's not a lot of body work going on right now. So no. You can just work on the energy. No. Right. Well, Randolph Stone said that we stepped down into creation. So we were energy first. And as we come in, as we come in, there's a vortex, you know, that you know, we, we come in ignited. We ignite the sort of midline. And I, I, I'm not a polarity person. I mean, I, I know some of it. I'm a craniosacral therapist, but I love this notion of that we're drawn into form and and we're whole first and so mm. yes if you work with energy energy becomes thought thought becomes matter that's what randolph stone says and i i tend to believe it's true but i i gotta tell you the if there's a resistance to it then then there's something there about resistance resistance is good there's no growth without it and so Mm. Um, we have a whole lot of, we do inquiry around resistance, like what's good about resistance, what's right about it, how mm. does it serve you? And, and so, you know, there's, the, when someone says, okay, well, change your energy, and there's a lot of debris, I would call it debris, or hard places, obscurations, mm. gathered mm. places that are like objects, that's been my job. People come to me. I have these patterns that repeat, these hard places, these things that bother me, my fixation in, of my thoughts, my obsessions and self in the way I treat myself and others. And so I, I use all my skills, you know, body work, energy work, 
inquiry right. Right. and also a lot of facilitated awareness of your body um, to to shift the states and then suddenly this this thing that was bothering them is integrated and you know, shh, and then you know you can go you can grow and you can find your fullest expression of what it is you want to do here on planet earth beautiful i have to tell you one one thing that i get quite a lot i'm just kind of curious um asking an expert here so when i'm doing my my body work and sometimes that includes craniosacral and i've kind of developed my own style i have to admit to that i have people that there will be they'll do the sucking motion with their mouths you know they're like you know sucking on a breast um mm -hmm. and they're like Rooting, 40 50 and i'm i'm thinking oh that's good <laughs> I got them way back. But do you have any like comment to that? Or I mean, I'm just curious. The well, the rooting reflex that if you're if you're stimulating that and that comes about, it could be that you're stimulating it for some reason. But it if it shows up, then it wants to be integrated. If it's That's... still there uh, at the age of forty or fifty, it just wasn't given a chance to. Um, complete right so and yes I mean so that's... you just that look seek to integrate that's what oh yeah, yeah. We, we we had a bit of a break in the internet so you're saying okay. that if it's if it's if it's there it's because it wants to integrate and um, and that's what I felt I felt like it was it kind of was integrating because these people were deep 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 and uh, so that's that's interesting. Are you doing any uh, classes internationally? I really hope you enjoyed the interview. Virginia? Could you get you, back to me and let me know? Well, I teach online because of COVID I'm, now. I mean, for, I've, to somebody I've moved as long just as it about takes, everything or whether you like and um, the interview I'm where it's like more about a lot of the minutes. pioneers to send me a message well. on discover energy Ray work Castellino on the facebook page or discover energy work and people can go and find out more about and have a fantastic i teach a class weekend, called the leading edge rest, recover, and i teach something called above all, integrated prenatal remember, and perinatal dynamics for really for practitioners it's a hundred hour course actually it's more than that it's probably 130 hours oh um but yeah it's a lot um a right. good training in this work would probably be about 54 days. So I don't even know how many hours that is, seven, 800 hours. Right, right. Um, so to integrate all that you really need to work in this field, it includes anatomy, it includes craniosacral therapy, working and also understanding trauma, trauma imprints. Yeah. And, um, and then the pre and perinatal, uh, all the things that happen for babies. Um, and that's quite significant. And when I teach, I tell people it's complex. Yeah. Uh, and it, uh, so it, it takes a while to learn and to learn birth patterns and to learn what happens in utero. I mean, that's the, what ignited my, my passion was the intrauterine in, in, world and, uh, yeah. and what happens there. Cause it's, it's it. very, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's very, uh, it's, it's not, you know, there's mystery in exactly. our... Exactly, that's, that. I feel mystery, I feel awe, I feel like you, you, you just, uh, mm -hmm. you're really, I 
passionate about it. And I, I, was, I, uh, uh, I, you know, I knew within like, I think I knew within seconds of talking to you that I just had to have you and, and had to have you talk about it and spread it because it's just wonderful. Well, I'm, I'm really happy to be here and, and talk with you and tell you stories. And um, it was a pleasure to meet you and to, to know like, like you're over and you're in Bangkok. Is that right? You're in. Well, I'm actually in Payao, which is in the north of mm -hmm. Thailand right now. Mm -hmm. um, you... I, I, I won't say I'm stranded because I'm in a beautiful place and, you know, mm -hmm. it's, uh, but it's, uh, I'm only doing um, online energy work sessions at the moment because I can't do mm -hmm. body work uh, as well. And I'm writing a book. So mm. um, I've got that, that going on. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm practicing, I'm doing a lot of my own practice, which is Good. there's so much we can do to develop ourselves in these situations as well, isn't there? Yeah, that's true. Well, you're right. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I'm, I'm sure we'll be in touch and oh, um, yeah. I would look forward to hearing what's going on. And let me know if I can help you um, to spread, spread the love, as it were. And, yeah, uh, sure. I, you know, go ahead. I'll just, just keep it on your Facebook page. That's how I kind of communicate. And um, I would love to know more about you. So I'll, I'll go back and have a look at some of the things that you're teaching. And uh, so interesting. Are you originally from England or? Um, I'm, I'm originally from England. Um, and um I've been outside England since I was 24. Um, so that's now more than half my life. Yeah. Um, and I've just uh, been on the wandering journey. Um, and I'm, at the moment, I'm kind of uh, feeling quite at home in, in Thailand. Uh, so we'll see. I've just, I just left um, um, Hong Kong. I was 12 years in Hong Kong. Um, yeah. And I, I'm not sure if I'm going back, but I probably not for full time um mm -hmm. but i do love hong kong and i've got a great love for the um chinese culture um especially this tai chi and this uh mm -hmm. deep wisdom that they have about energy and and spirit and um mm. which is i'd say i was very lucky to meet meet a teacher um in 1989 uh, in in mainland China, and then if that wasn't a coincidence, like after I left China, like three years later, um, he coincidentally he didn't tell me he was going. He went to Germany, and I was in Germany, and I uh, I heard and I invited him up, and then he came to stayed in my place for seven. Like every time he came to Germany, he would stay in my place for about seventeen years. And uh, I was just incredibly lucky to, to meet him. And he would work with um, direct chi transfer. He would work wow. with ac acupuncture, um, but he would, he would feel the points. So he wouldn't, um, he wouldn't take a pulse. He would just say, oh, there's the point. And you just go one, two, three. And, and then he would work on the condition of the meridians so how smooth the, con the meridians were so mm. that's something i never heard of by anybody else you would say like well mm. meridians themselves have a quality and you can you can use acupuncture to help there be a greater flow in the meridians 
and then he taught Tao. So he was teaching Tai Chi and Tao, which is a practice of no practice. It's like the, the Zen of the, um, the, the one that he was teaching was the Zen kind of Tao, which is there is no practice. Um, because you're perfect already so but but there needs to be there needs to be a certain space that you give to that and so that was called uh, his practice so although it's not a practice it is practice so there's the polarity see yes i get it <laughs> so but um so um i i think we can draw a little line there and, and but right. I want to just thank you so much and you're um, welcome um, look forward to hearing and go to discover energy work you know go and see what's going on there um, that's your you website may, well discover energy work on Facebook wonderful interview with Kate um, I hope you really enjoyed it I'm sorry um, I think the sound quality wasn't as good today. I had to just abandon the microphone in the last moment. Um, anyway, uh, we've got some great episodes coming up. I've got an episode uh, coming up with a Tai Chi master. And um, hopefully I've got an episode all about the new film Superhuman. Uh, so remember, I'm out there discovering energy work for you. And you're welcome to connect with me to discover energy work.